Hey, this is your host, Paul Espinosa Jr., and I'm here to remind you that if you have access to iTunes, we ask that you rate and review the show. That way, we'll be able to climb the charts and continue to deliver bigger and better guests so that we can continue the educated hustle journey. And now, let's start the show. To the Educated Hustle Podcast. This is your host, Paul Nettsmith Jr., and my co-host, Emilio Porter. Emilio, what's going on, man? It's going good, man. We're back at it again. Another episode, and once again, we're continuing the different vibe. You know, there was so much success from the last week's episode, we decided to revisit it, and once again, it is me and Paul going solo duel on the episode. <laughs> Yeah, you know what's good about this format? It's kind of helping me stay up in the in the news, you know? Like, I always tell myself, you know, I should definitely try to read a piece of news a day. And uh, with this new format, it's definitely challenging me to do that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's definitely interesting. Like, to, It, it kind of turns into a, a, what's it called? A, friendly, a friendlier first take or undisputed. Not really <laughs> arguing about anything to get a point across, more like just saying what we feel. So that's definitely just it. But fear not, folks. You know, we haven't changed the game. We haven't gave you the hoodwink. You know, uh, we do have guests um, coming. We just decided that, you know, since the first last week's episode did great, why not continue to trend the vibe and make it again with this week's episode, especially with the end of August coming up. It's like we gave y'all a little little uh, a little treat, as they say. Yeah, and uh, before we jump into the news, also uh, for the listeners who haven't uh, noticed, is we've been doing weekly uh, Friday extra extended episodes. Um, they, we call them the extended hustles. They are just a little quick ten minute interview with the with our guests, uh, and it's usually more on the personal note. You can see more of me and Emilio's humorous side, more of our laid back side. As we talk about, you know, the guests who are on, how their personal lives go, what some of their favorite hobbies are. And it's just a good way to kind of see how entrepreneurs have another side to them that drives their success. You know, everybody's grinding, working hard, uh, going so hard at their goals, but there's all, there's time for fun. And we definitely wanted you to see that with these extended hustle interviews. Yes, man. They come out on Hustle Fridays, the extended hustle interview sessions. And they're, like my host Cole said, amazing fun. A lot of our, you know, guests that come on, they they realize they get into topics that they weren't ready for. <laughs> and, in, in, of course, in a good way. So we've had a lot of great moments. Um, definitely, if you feel that you do like someone that's on the show as a guest, but you're not quite sure you want to commit to that, you know, 40 minutes or 50 minute time of their episode you can listen to their extended hustle one get an even more in-depth personal feel of them and then go back to it or if you like the guests and you're like man i really want to hear more about them or find out more about them the extended hustle is also a treat for you because we've just given you 10 minutes of more content for you to be like oh wow this is the person i really want to connect with so it's a great thing we just started doing it but i mean i feel like it's going to be a cornerstone foundation from here on out and me and paul always have fun like the 10 minutes goes by entirely too quickly <laughs> it does man so yeah once again check it out but we're gonna jump into this week's episode you know we got four topics that uh you may or may not have heard of during the week 
we dive a little bit more into it, giving a giving our personal takes on what's going on in the world. And the first one is going to be very controversial uh, about President Trump. You know, his initial remarks about Charlottesville a couple weeks back uh, kind of stirred a lot of people in the wrong way, especially uh, three CEOs uh, from Intel, Merck, and Under Armour. Uh, they resigned from Trump's uh, manufacturing council um, following the response to the Charlottesville incident, uh, feeling that, you know, they don't want to represent a president who is spewing these views on, you know, what happened in Charlottesville. So uh, salute to the CEOs who have uh, stepped down from Trump's uh, manufacturing council and um, that's just a big way to show that, hey, we're not going to take these comments. We're not going to take these comments from a president. You got to be more presidential. You got to represent not just your constituents, but everybody else who lives in the United States of America. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm more of the devil's advocate, I guess. Like, I feel like those CEOs, they did it as a way to gain some goodwill from the public. <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's a great PR move when you... Uh, back down from something that's highly controversial as that and makes people feel like oh wow well they really aren't taking it like i i, I could put more faith in them like i'll go out and buy the extra under armor shirt i mean and i i want to believe that the ceos of those companies you know truly feel that way but i feel like donald trump has been donald trump for like years so if you agreed to join on that committee you kind of knew what you were getting um so but it is symbolic for them. I think that it's great that they're they're showing that presidents that they're willing to not stand behind them. But I mean, at this point, you know, Donald Trump is just a stock that keeps on falling. <laughs> I mean, everyone's getting out. So uh, it's 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 interesting. But I, I do like that stand that they took, because at least it, it gives you at least some some comfort in knowing that the CEOs that are in the Donald Trump advisory were willing to say, you know what, we can't stick this ride out with you any any longer. We got to go out. This is a this is a train wreck at this point. Yeah, man. Uh, I hear what you're saying about you know it could be a, a PR move to kind of gain some goodwill from the public, um, but at the same time, uh, the public is kind of directly influencing the CEO's decision. If if we could say, you know, we have the power to pull ourselves from certain brands if they continue to support President Trump. And if we start to pull our dollars away from it, you know, CEOs, they're not going to sit back and lose a bunch of money over somebody who, you know, is making a fool of themselves. So, you know, if if our, we pull our dollars, then they're going to fall inside with us. So um, even if their uh, decision isn't as full full-hearted as it appears to be, at least there's some kind of uh, good knowing that we can influence their behavior. Yeah, yeah. If we if we take the time out and do it, I know me. I'll be honest. I I didn't know that Under Armour, all those other people were on his board. <laughs> and I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to stand a person, so it's like I would have probably. I mean, I don't buy it anyways. But if I were to buy that stuff, you know, I feel like I would have still bought it even without you know because I didn't have the knowledge. But no, I agree. I like I said, um, I think it's great that they went out and decided that 
they care about their public image and they realize that people can look that up and find, you know, that they are on that board. So they said, you know what, I'm just going to bow out. It kind of reminds me of earlier with Uber's CEO when it came out that he was supporting and then he got turned to the black sheep and he started snitching. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I I guess it's cool that they did it this time without snitching coming into play. (laughs) That's true, man. So, um, salutes salutes to the CEOs. It's only a matter of time before Trump's time is up. You know, we just got to make sure we find find the documents with Russia and Get that man out of here. <laughs> We're not even into a year yet. That's, what, that's the scary part about it. Like, that's so scary. Yeah, you're right, man. It's like, we still got three months until November makes it a year, you know? And even, and that's just from election day, you know, January is when he actually started. So it's it's pretty crazy how much has gone on. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Jeez. In peace. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who All yelled right. that, whoever did, you know. <laughs> All right, man. Just moving on to... A little bit more uh, positive news. Uh, driverless vehicles, you know, that's the new wave of the future, um, is going to affect 15.5 million jobs. Uh, this is according to a study or a report from the Wall Street Journal. Um, uh, basically, it's going to affect a lot of the Americans that drive on a daily basis uh, for jobs like electricians police officers, you know, where the vehicle is an important part to their actual job. So those self-driving cars are going to help them, you know, be more focused on their actual work. You know, electricians won't have to feel the need to, you know, if they're working overworked, you know, they can get in a self-driving car, uh, catch up on some sleep so that whenever they get to their destination, they can be fully focused on their job especially like police officers work late at nights as well so self-driving cars can kind of help them alleviate some of the stress of driving and be more alert on the job so what you think about that man i mean that sounds cool i'm just getting close to the future but i just when is that going to be the standard i mean you know um they have the teslas that are self-driving and unfortunately they're prone to get in accidents you know not all the time but there's been documented cases so it's just going to be one of those things where if you have police cars electrician cars and all these other industries using self-driving cars like what what when's it going to be to the point where they can assure that there's not going to be any mishaps because my initial thing is already if you have a self-driving car and you get into a, a car accident, oh man, the, the floodgates are going to be open. And I mean, I do believe we're going to get there one day where it's, it's self-driving cars becomes the norm. But I'm just I'm just trying to figure out when's that when's that time and place like I, I don't see it being in the next five years, maybe the next 15 to 10. But. I feel like in like in five years it will it won't be a norm. It'll just be more of a we're still progressing. But that's what I'm that's just what I'm thinking on initially though. Would you would you be one of the initial people who got a self driving car if you had the funds? No, uh, no. my reasoning is I trust myself as a driver. I I can't trust a computer and and I just you know once again I. Not to play devil advocate, but for me, if if anything were to happen, like accident wise, and a computer did it rather than me, I what what and, and I cause like misfortune to the person, like or their family, like what what could you say to that? Like oh I I thought I thought Siri had it, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I just it just 
Ah, oh, man, nah, I, I'm not ready. I mean, when it becomes, like, every car on the street and everyone's, like, not driving, then I feel like you'll get in at that point. Because a computer crash a computer, that's all right. You know, that's easy to fend. But it's hard to, it, it'd be hard to cause an accident with a computer driver against another human driver knowing that you were just like, oh, I wanted to play Pokemon Go while I'm the, you know, so. <laughs> that's just what I think, though. <laughs> I hear you, man. Me, I, w- I would definitely take a chance on it. And I, uh, I think from my experience, you know, I, I drive, you know, mm-hmm. at least three hours a day in my car uh, for my job. And I could definitely see myself being like, you know what, man, let, let me get in, those, in the self-driving industry because, you know, I have those like hour and 30 minute drives those two hour, three hour drives for work some some days, you know, uh, your boy just wants to kick back and watch some Netflix during that time period. So uh, I think I would definitely take take a risk on uh, this, the accident piece. I probably wouldn't be fully comfortable in a self-driving car unless, you know, I got a few test runs out of it because even though the car would be self-driving, I'd still be looking out like, you know, like I am actually driving to to make sure that I'm at least alert if there's a potential for an accident. So um, I would definitely be a proponent of it. I'm definitely a fan of it. Uh, I can't wait till hopefully it comes within the next 20 years when I'm still kind of young and, and active in the driving field so I can get my hands on one. So it'd be definitely interesting. <laughs> What were you doing, sir, during the time of the accident? I was watching Netflix, you know. <laughs> Had to get my Daredevil season 14 in. <laughs> Can't blame me on that, man. That was definitely the computer. <laughs> <laughs> the insurance company definitely not going to believe it, though. Right. Oh, man. See, that's another thing. Insur- <laughs> like, that's going to, the insurance game is going to, so how's that going to work? Because you're insured, but it's a computer insured? Oh, man. I ain't going to open the floodgates, but that's why I was like, it's going to be some years before we see that being like, and then the cool thing, I bet you the fun thing about that is the minute that we get that, they'll be like, oh, we're now on the flying cars. So, uh, and guess what? The flying cars are going to require humans to pay attention. So that's how, I'm telling you, it's a catch-22. Man, I ain't, I ain't about that Jetsons life, man. Let me, <laughs> let me stay on the ground for a little bit before we start talking about flying cars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, diving into the next topic. Uh, we talk a lot about Amazon on this here podcast. And Amazon, I mean, you know, that's the company that everybody's kind of gunning for. So retailer Target, most people, you know, you're familiar with Target. Uh, they feel the need uh, to acquire, they acquired this company called Grand Junction, which is a uh, transportation company in San Francisco. And it's basically going to help Target become better at same day delivery. Uh, they're going to do this because, you know, Amazon is, is all about you know Amazon Prime. It prom it gets your packages within uh, to your door within two days. You know I know my co-host was definitely an early adapter to the Amazon Prime game, uh, and I definitely followed suit because you know it's worth that ninety nine dollars a year to get free shipping. I mean you order what four things on there, it pretty much pays for itself. So um, Target's definitely seeing an avenue to where they can improve their business by get in packages to their consumers a little bit quicker yeah i mean everyone's trying to play catch up with them so i understand why the thing about one day shipping to me is like even and you know amazon has problems with it too 
especially on Sundays, it seems like you'll, they'll say one day shipping, but then it doesn't come in that same day or that one day. And then it, you know, goes into two day shipping. It doesn't happen a lot, but there really is nothing from, there's nothing that Amazon can offer like conversation wise for if it happens. So I'm wondering if Target will try to, if they were to miss the mark, ironically because target is a bullseye but if they were to miss the mark if they would have to, if they would have a way to have, compensate um people but yeah i mean the one day shipping craze is, is is here and it's real um it's crazy because all these retailers are trying to play catch up you know say target bought uh that railroad company to do one day shipping i've seen uh, walmart they lower their prices online to get people like they undercut Amazon prices sometimes now. So that's how, you know, Amazon's a big dog when Walmart's trying to undercut them. And I've even seen even you know, other brick and mortar stores, you know, resort to having to whenever Amazon have a sale, they have a sale with the same exact price to try and entice people to come in and get to them. So it's just really interesting how everyone's playing catch up. I like Target. I have a Target credit card. <laughs> so I'm interested to see what it brings to the table but at the same time i just well i don't know what i would get from them that would require one day shipping that i wouldn't get from amazon so that's going to be a hard barrier from done to break in my opinion because i'm just kind of like what what's the what's the big deal you know <laughs> no i hear you man i mean they're probably going to try and figure out a way to entice you to leave amazon whether it be some kind of service that differentiates differentiates itself to you know make those people who usually shop from amazon shop from target because i mean i'm thinking back to you know um the days of circuit city man they didn't adjust i'm thinking about blockbuster mm-hmm. you know they they didn't adjust their business model so uh they and you know we all know what happened to those companies so um uh, target's just out here saying like hey if we stay on the same course uh we'll probably end up like them i mean it's hard to imagine because you know target seems like it's here to stay but you know kmart thought probably thought it was the same way and look at kmart nowadays you, you can barely find one so kmart throwing it back <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah r.i.p to kmart man uh i think there's still some out there but you know you get my point barely any so you know i applaud target for trying to adjust its business model a little bit to and, and i know at least for uh, i'm not heavy in online shopping but i know that i know a couple people i'll tell my head that can spend hours just looking through stuff online and buying things online like yeah even my girlfriend she you know buys stuff from online all the time even clothes i'm, I'm a little leery to buy clothes online because you know you don't get that feel that touch of it but my girlfriend will have no issues buying something online and uh, returning it if it doesn't work. So I'm, I feel like that's such a huge inconvenience, but maybe I'm a little bit behind the eight ball. You know, um, that's, that's, that's not my behind. My boss is kind of like that too, where, um, he likes to feel stuff. And I know some people like I can buy a TV online, but I know some people who are like, Oh, I have to see it in person before I buy it. I gotta, I gotta see what the sharpness looks like and all that. And, you know, honestly, seeing a person is, is, is the better route, <laughs> especially if you want to get the most bang for your buck. But I think it all goes with online. It's so convenient. And then it's kind of like, if you know your size, it's hard to miss the mark unless, you know, you get a, you get some, get something that was made in China and they out here telling you is really polo, but for everything else, <laughs> you know, it, you you, you kind of know what you're expecting to get like obviously if you order a video game online 
you're going to get the same thing that you would get if you were to go to the store and pick it up. If you were to order a, you know, a phone charge or anything online, it will be the same if you were to go to pick it up. But with clothes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm not guilty of ordering clothes online, but if I were to get in that, I wouldn't be against ordering clothes online. If I saw something online, I'd buy it. But yeah, I don't think you're behind that eight ball, though. I think, you know, you're you're being reasonable. That's how you end up with making sure that you actually got the right thing and not, you know, a size, size super small. <laughs> yeah, man. Everybody just kind of wants to do everything from home nowadays, but there still are some things that are, you know, worth getting up and going out for. I mean, I, I, I'd like to say I want to do everything from my home one day, but if that was possible, then there'd be kind of very little interaction, face-to-face yeah. interaction. So, uh, and then also the people who work out there definitely need those jobs uh, to keep keep the economy going. So, uh, definitely think that you know we gotta at least do some things offline. But uh, salutes to Target to uh, for uh, switching up their business model. We'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, maybe they'll be a player to Amazon, or maybe they'll be like, you know what, that was a terrible idea. I don't know why we thought about that. And last but not least, everybody's talking about this solar eclipse that's going down. Um, and companies are a little bit nervous about it because everybody will be who's who's going to be following it. It's going to be as big as like events like the Super Bowl where people are going to be so tuned into the news to figure out what's going on with the solar eclipse because it, it hasn't happened in such a long time. Uh, that uh, a lot of comp- uh, companies are estimated to lose about seven hundred million dollars in productivity uh, productivity during the uh, time that the solar eclipse is happening because uh, you know people are going to be calling out sick on their phones reading about it. Uh, it's going to take a lot of time from the day uh, that people are usually doing their normal tests. Uh, to be focused on the solar eclipse. So definitely wanted to get your thoughts on that. You know, I just literally found out about this two weeks ago. I feel so, I heard my regional manager and my boss talking about, I was like, wait, there's going to be a solar eclipse? Like what? But yeah, I mean, it's kind of the territory. It's kind of like if there is a giant uh, meteor coming, you know, to Earth, like people are going to look at that and be like, yo, look at this giant meteor coming. <laughs> so, I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it. It's going to be one day of lost productivity, but at the same time, this is something that happens. I think it happened like 34 years ago. So, I mean, there's some weight to the solar eclipse. And I mean, yo, how many times are you going to be able to say you could go outside and it's going to be pitch black like at like what, 40, yeah, <laughs> 40 afternoon. So you kind of just have to take the L. I mean, there's worse L's to take. The good thing is about it, I think it lasts for like 30 minutes or so, so you know, it'll be over with pretty quickly. Yeah, some, there's even there's even some people saying that it could be done within seven minutes. Like, oh it's, really? Yeah, it could yeah. even happen that quick. Like, uh, but no, like you said, it could it could go to thirty minutes. It could be even a little bit longer. But uh, it's just crazy that you know, uh, I didn't think about like I was pretty late to the news too. I probably heard it, heard about it after you. You know how I'd be late on the yeah, yeah, on yeah. the social media stuff. So. Um, I didn't even hear it on social media. I my boss <laughs> dumb how to tell me. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> you know, if you're on social media, you have your head in the phone. You're not looking up to the sky, so we wouldn't know. <laughs> That's true, too. That's true, too. Um, but, yeah, it's just... But it's funny because uh, a bunch of companies 
are going to be taking the L together. It's not like uh, one company is going to be more affected by it than another company. Uh, everybody who pretty much goes to an office or works somewhere will be zoned into the solar eclipse at one part or the other. I mean, uh, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of photos, maybe a lot of selfies with the sun in the background. I can, I can see millennials like us or like our generation doing that. Be like, yo, I was here for the solar eclipse. You know, and then so it, it, it'll just be interesting to see, you know, what it's actually going to look like. Is it going to be such a big deal? I'm probably probably I'll probably wake up and miss it. You know what I mean? Like, I'll probably just be, <laughs> I'll be busy doing something else and be like, oh, oh damn, that I, one guy. I missed it, man. Run that back, son. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, if you're going to watch it, make sure you get those special shades. I'm oh, try- yeah. Yeah, I'm going to try and bootleg it with sunglasses, but I, I really just want to see it be... I'm not going to look into the sun. I just want to see it be dark or, like, in daylight. After that, I'll be like, all right, I'm good. But, yeah, <laughs> please don't look directly into it because apparently it's really bad for your eyesight. So, please don't be that guy. Nothing like going blind because of a once-in-a-34-year event occurring. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think it'll be it'll be cool. I guess it adds something to look forward to on Monday. Like, hey guys, it's free thirty. You know what that means? The eclipse coming. <laughs> I wonder how drive. I mean, I guess drive will be the same. It's gonna be weird being like having headlights on during the day. Like, during the oh, big man. time. I would like to give me one dude. Like, man, you can't give me a ticket, man. It's three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> headlights come on at at seven. <laughs> You know, yeah, most cars got that automatic headlight feature, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't even do it, man. The computer did it. See, man. <laughs> See my car ain't that fancy. I still got the, you got to switch it on yourself. Oh, you still got, ah, oh, come I on, man. You sleep. Uh, you know, let the pillow be comfy because I ain't going to get a new car just for that, so. <laughs> nah, I feel you, man. Uh, it ain't even my car. It's my company's car. I can't even act like I'm balling. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, though, but, uh, yeah, man, this is uh this has been the this has been an exciting educated hustle episode with me and Emilio. Uh we, we just try to give you the news that no one else is talking about. And if they are talking about it, you're gonna hear a more educated uh per- perspective because you know, we we like to keep it educated and entertaining at the same time. That's why you come to Educated Hustle. You come for for the for the interesting info, but you also come for for the uh humor and the perspective from your two co hosts and uh I think that's kind of why we started doing these episodes, just to kind of get, you know, more practice on doing the shows for ourselves. Because, you know, you, you guys know a lot about the guests, but at the same time, we want you guys to get more familiar with us, and uh, that's just going to be good for us in the long run when we uh, try to branch off into bigger and better things. So um, I, I'm gonna let Emilio, you know, run our spiel at the end of the episode. You know, he's a He's a genius when it comes to the plug, the promo. So, yo, lead us out, man. People, 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 people. We reached that moment that you've all been waiting for. How you, yes, you, can reach us. Educate us through a variety of different means on social media. We are on Snapchat at Educate Us, which is all one word. Educate Us, so there you post snaps, videos behind the scenes, things to let you know what we're doing. And, of course, inspire you to go out and do more. You can also... Follow us on Instagram at Educate Hustle Podcast. Once again, that is Educate Hustle Podcast. There we post little photos, highlighting the episode of the week, little curated content by Paul to help get you inspired and motivated. And of course, we always talk about the new episode of the week. 
You can also like our page on Facebook at Educate Hustle. That's two words, Educate Hustle. Easy to do once you're on Facebook. Just type in Educate Hustle. You know you reached the right spot because you'll see the logo that you guys all know and love. Now I gotta take a break from that plugin to go into even more plugin. If you have not already, please, please, please join the fun and give us a review on iTunes or should I say Apple Podcasts. It's very easy to do. All you gotta do is go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts on your phone or on your computer. Type in Educate Hustle two words. You'll see our show logo. Click it. In the middle of the screen is gonna be the review tab. You hit that review tab. You give us your five stars. You know, we only want to take five stars. And then, of course, you write a title review and then you write the review content. It could be short and sweet as it's lit or something long and deep as it's still lit. We take it all. Please, please, please rate and review us if you have not done so already. Because the more ratings we get means the more awareness we get. The more awareness we get means the more guests we get. The more guests we get, the better episode and show you guys get. So it's a win-win circle life for everybody. Now, let me get back into my initial plugging. You can follow us on Twitter at Educator underscore Hustle. Once again, that is Educator underscore Hustle. That's probably one of the best ways to reach us because we do all of our daily interactions and vice versa through Twitter. Plus, it goes right to me and Paul's phone, so you're going to be talking to one of us more than likely if you do hit us up on there. And, of course... Last but never least, if you really feel like this show has changed your life, you have an epiphany, you want to tell the great job me and Paul did, or you want to come on the show and be a guest, do not hesitate to email us at EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is EducateHustlePodcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And as always, man, you got to lead us out with some inspiring, man. So lead us out. People, 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 do not, do not, do not hesitate and taking new opportunities and getting out your comfort zone. It's very easy, especially in your work and your career life, to be you know, in a place that you kind of got comfortable, that you, you know what to expect, you know what's going to happen, you know the full extent of things. Don't be caught in the trap. Go out there and take opportunities and better yourself. There's a lot of people who have opportunities come their way and they kind of shrug it off because they don't feel that it's worth going for. They're even scared of that change. Don't be that guy. Don't be that person, especially to our young career people out there. If you don't have a significant utter, you don't got any hurdles that will hold you back, please, please, please go out and make a change. And trust me, you will grow from it and you will be better from it. It's so crucial. I've seen people go from being managers to top executives at Apple and other companies, all because they had that silly mantra to decide to dream bigger. And as always, you got to stay educated. Keep hustling.